Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to... But it was Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe things that go bump in the night or day. By things, I mostly mean aliens. Mostly. I'm hosting this week's episode and you can call me Kev or Greybeard. And alongside me, co-piloting this episode, taking it easy, is the mooner himself, Granville Moonwalker. You know when you're driving down the road and you see that school bus taking them kids out on that school trip and one of those kids shoves their ass in the window as you pass? That's Granville. Now Mooney, this week I'm going to give you the weirdest two minutes on record. And yes, that is also the title of your sex tape. Touché. I don't even know what I'm saying, touché. There was nothing I said that <laughs> you came back from. Touché. <laughs> I'm taking it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> taking that back seat with your ass against the window. My brain doesn't know how to work. Touche. <laughs> Maybe if I didn't have my ass up against the window, I would have heard what you said. Your cheeks are so big they dampen the sound. <laughs> Good headphones. Today? Oh! <laughs> now I've just got an image of your partner wearing your ass. <laughs> Nose right in the crack. Oh, son. Good, good headphones. <laughs> Today, we are off to Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, six miles west of Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee. <laughs> Schwing! Anne and Peter E. were what some folks may call an older couple. How old? It doesn't matter. Peter was a retired building site foreman from a construction company, and he was 64 years of age. Peter had worked in construction for more than 30 years, retiring in 1973. What Peter did before then? It doesn't matter. So how old was Anne? It doesn't matter. Anne was 59 years of age. By the way, a couple from Wabatosa is generally known as a Tosa couple. We're British, and in Britain, we pronounce that Tossa. <laughs> so today, we have a couple of Tossas. Anne and Peter E. Was their surname E, or is that short for extraterrestrial? It doesn't matter. Some say that Anne and Peter's surname was Ilbs. What a weird term to use for a couple. Tossa couple. Couple of Tossas, tossing around. Tossing on, tossing off. Tossing in the corner. What What are they doing in their retirement? Being retired. Are they just... Chilling at home, doing the garden, queuing outside shops before they open, a good half hour before they open. Do they have just because any they can. hobbies that they're spending their time? Yeah, they've got some hobbies. They like to queue up outside shops before they open, get the bus, go to garden centres... Describing so many people I know right now. <laughs> I'd like it known at this point that Anne once stated that she'd never believe this kind of story if she hadn't witnessed it herself. Who Anne said this to? Doesn't matter. What actually happened though, I hear you asked. Didn't ask. <laughs> Did. Well, It was 7.50pm one evening in 1975. The date? Doesn't matter. 
on this November the 10th evening, unexpectedly, the doorbell rang. Who was there? It doesn't matter. Anne, being an honourable yet suspicious lady, peeked behind the curtain to see who was there. Anne was greeted by the sight of what she described as a strangely dressed man holding a large, five foot to be precise, white staff. Gandalf, baby! Gandalf the White. Indeed. Staff in hand. Big staff. Very tall staff, some would say. How tall was this person to need the staff? I'll like, get into that in a little bit. Was he six foot eight and had trouble with his joints, so needed something that was quite large to hold himself up with? Possibly not, but I will get into that a little later. Ten to eight isn't really that late. It's so not, but then... If someone rings your doorbell, the last thing you do is, like, peep behind Hello. the curtain. You just go and open the door. So it's evening, it's not late, but it is quite late for someone to unexpectedly knock on your door. That doesn't tend to happen too much. People tend to knock during the day, don't they? But then, if you peep behind the curtain, then they're going to know you're there. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you... You've got choices here. You could either just open the door, pretend that you're not home, creep upstairs and look outside the upstairs window down where they're less likely to see movement. Or wait Depends for them. on the style of your house, though, because if you've got one of those houses where the front door has got one of those glass panels that you can half see through leading into the stairs, you oh, could see a figure see movement. <laughs> We're not home! Who said that? <laughs> Nobody! I mean, you could wait a couple of seconds and then... Try and peek through, try mm -hmm. and catch them as they walk away. Well, that might be what they did. They might have tried to look, like peep a tiny bit out the bottom rather than just opening it fully and peeping. True. A covert peep. I, but, I picture her flinging the curtains open and having a proper look and then closing them again and going, we're not home. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you do if in the evening, unexpectedly, Gandalf knocked at your door? Are you opening that door? Are you calling the police? I mean, what? how am I figuring out that it's Gandalf beforehand? Someone dressed as Gandalf. Yeah, but Obviously, I mean, this is real life, so I'm not Gandalf saying it's itself. the Gandalf. I mean, but how am I figuring out that they're there? Because you had a peek. I had a peek behind the curtain. You're a peeper, yep. Okay. Peeping behind the curtain. And you see Gandalf. What are you doing? Putting door locks on. <laughs> and I'm going to slowly open that door and go, can I help? Well, actually, question, is it me now or is it me at the tosser's age? At the tosser's age? Yeah, that's being barricaded. Like, <laughs> those little chains are being put on. There's going to be multiple ones. Just kind of open the door. Hello? When I moved what into... What do you want? <laughs> when I moved into my home, my house had one of those chains on. I opened the door, literally the first hour I was here, forgetting to take the chain off and just ripped it straight off the wall. <laughs> he ain't stopping me! <laughs> if you go check my door, you can still see where it was. What's now you doing? Just opening the door. <laughs> Slamming it open into <laughs> Gandalf's face. The fuck do you want, Gandalf? <laughs> <laughs> Taking his staff, beating it with it. He was only there to borrow some sugar. <laughs> Anne and Peter's house was one of those places with a main door and a screen door in front of it, similar to what we call a porch here in the UK. 
I think in America, the porch is like the area outside your house where you sit, so with a roof over your head but no door, enabling you to socialise and enjoy the fresh air with shelter. In the UK, it's a waste of space area between your front door and other front door where some people used to store their shoes, but not anymore because people kept on stealing them. Anne made sure that the door was locked before she peeped through the screen door to see what this unusual person wanted. Peeping through the door, Anne said, Yes? Gandalf did not respond. Anne repeated herself, Yes! Gandalf did not respond again. It was at this point that Anne realised that Gandalf didn't talk. Anne called in Peter for backup, saying, Come here! He doesn't talk! Did she try sign language? She doesn't know sign language that I know of. I mean, could have flipped in the bird and see what he'd done. <laughs> that could mean anything in... Well, to be fair, we don't know where this person's from yet, do we, so... Does he respond in any way when she says yes? Or does he just stand there staring at them? Stands there staring silently. Um, does he have his eyes transfixed on her? Or is he just kind of looking in that direction or through her? Looking towards her, I don't think we can say whether he's looking at her or through her, really. But... He's knocked on the door. Because, I mean, he could be in a, some sort of daze and he's just knocked on the door thinking that was his house or something, but he's just stood there like he was sleepwalking or something. Hmm. At 7.50. Dressed as Gandalf. <laughs> this person's tripping balls. Might grab the nearest thing to him. They've taken some LSD or something. They're absolutely out of it. <laughs> They think Lord of the Rings is real. They've dressed up as Gandalf. He's looking for Bilbo. What if they were at a Lord of the Rings sex party? Oh, no. He... That staff has got a vibrator <laughs> on the end going round and round. He's knocked on the door and is like, um, I don't think I'm in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Peter are like, come in. Or, Ooh, look at that. Or he's expecting a... Password, like a he knocks on the door word, and he yeah. can't say anything until they say, "You shall not pass." And that allows him to walk in. <laughs> There's like this secret Lord of the Rings sex cult all around the world, yep. where that's what they do. They knock on the doors when you get the right door. They say the password and you come in. <laughs> Their face. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Peter wasn't overly happy. He was probably watching The Masked Singer and smoking his favourite Cuban, so Peter was not impressed at having been disturbed. Peter walks up to the door and asks, What the hell is this? Something left over from Trick or Treat? Now, I'm not being funny, but I don't think that antagonising Gandalf is a good idea here. The man has a staff and could crucio your muggle butt in an instant. An even worse idea, though, would have been to unlock both doors and open wide, getting up close to this Gandalf to take a better look, which is exactly what Peter did. Peter got a real good look. The lights from the house illuminating what was in front of Peter. Peter was shocked at what he saw. Now, I realise you've gone from Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter there. Slightly. I have no idea what the hell that thing is. It's a curse, torch curse. So why would Gandalf know? 
because he knows all. He's an ancient god wizard. Is he stronger than Dumbledore? I wouldn't feel comfortable answering that question. <laughs> a, a whole heap of really passionate people are going to get pissed off either way. So what you're saying is you're a pussy. If they fought, pussy. it would be a, <laughs> a double death. The world couldn't stand it. They're not Chuck Norris and Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> what a fight that would be. An unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. Yeah, but to be fair, Chuck Norris doesn't fight. He wins. <laughs> so he was shocked by what he saw. Do you reckon he looked up close and he saw, like, little bugs and stuff crawling around Gandalf's face? Oh, that's grim. Out of his nose and everything. So he wasn't actually a real person, but like a hollow husk of a wooden, like, creature. He was a puppet. He was a wooden puppet. So I know where this case is going, so I don't think that. But (laughs) that would be absolutely horrid. What, mouth? I said puppet Dalf. Oh, I thought you said mouth. Peter reported that the skin on his face was the same as smoked meat and the face was lined with deep grooves. Meaning it's old. Basically, this thing had a face like one of those wrinkly cooked sausages on the deli stand or Groot's ballsack. Peter would also state that the figure had a small puckered opening the size of a coin for a mouth. I don't know whether you've seen the television show Preacher or read the comic, but I imagine this to be like Eugene, otherwise known as Arseface from that franchise. Quick pick for G here as we move on. Ooh. So that's Arseface from Preacher, I'm sure, Mr. Moonwalker. I've never seen Preacher, but it literally looks like he has a butthole for a mouth. Um, I won't spoil anything for anyone who's not seen the franchise. But the thing is, old people, when they get really old... Get really do wrinkly. Look, do look like that? Yeah. So not more, well, not like arse face, well, not but like, yeah, they get wrinkly. It's quite understandable that he could just be really old. Possibly, yeah. Deep grooves from very a, possible from a weathered life. He's seen things. He's experienced things. He could tell you a thousand tales if he could talk, and then tell you a thousand more, and still not be done. So yeah, arse face or Groot's ballsack. The Gandalf also had a pointy chin and wore a narrow-brimmed straw hat whereby Peter could see tufts of hair sticking out from both sides. So for me, we've moved on to a mix between Gandalf and the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz or Wurzel Gummidge here. What are you laughing at, Mr. Moonwalker? Walker? So Greybeard has included a picture of Groot with a boner. Um... What did you have to click (laughs) (laughs) or search to find that picture? Oh, I said Groot's ballsack. (laughs) So I thought I needed to illustrate Groot's ballsack for you. Is that what you typed in? Pretty much, yeah. Your search history is wild. (laughs) I did it on the podcast account, so our search history (laughs) is wild. (laughs) Okay, where's all gummage? Oh, he's a nasty looking bastard, isn't he? Pretty much looks like what you've described so far. Yeah, kind of Scarecrow mixed with Gandalf. What year was Wurzel Gummidge about? 80s? What if they were doing test runs? Could have been 70s. And just getting him to knock on doors and see what kind of reaction he had on the public. But Wurzel Gummidge is horrific looking. That's not going to have a good reaction. Maybe that's what they wanted to try. 
It was a kid's TV show. Why did he need to look so creepy? Sold. Old people for you. As a child, I used to, because this used to be on like on reruns, I think, when I was little, and I used to freak out when he'd take his head off, because he used to swap his head with different heads. Never really watched it. Yeah. It's only because I had older sisters who watched it. Horrific bastard. Now. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> what? What, sir? Continue. Now. I'm going to change the tone of this episode because it's about to get very serious. Peter described the figure as looking like a giant gnome. The horror! Peter at first thought this was a prank, so Peter reached out to grab the gnome. As Peter reached out, the gnome raised their white stick and smacked the side of the road with it three times. Click, click, click which appeared to make the gnome float backwards. Let me be clear here. We aren't talking jumping or stepping or even a big launch step as he ran back. This gnome literally floated. They just drifted away from Peter. Here's a quick drawing of the actual gnome and I apologize, this is the best quality we have today, Mr. Moonwalker. I'm not sure if this one will fit on Instagram, but I'll maybe put it in the Extraterrestrial Towers Facebook group. That must be pretty cool. To have a staff. Tap, tap, tap. Float and you just backwards. float away. Does it just take you out of harm's reach or Ooh, harm's away? Good question. So if you think you're yeah, in danger, you he's thinking danger because Peter's being all confrontational. So he hits the staff and it adapts to whatever situation you're in. Mm-hmm. So it takes evasive action on this occasion. Which and is. If he would have tapped it once, then it would have been an instant kill. <laughs> Peter would have been dead. He would have had his face melted off. It just been a pile of skin and bone. What happens if he taps it twice? Ooh, you don't want to know what happens when he taps it twice, son. Well, now I you really don't do. Know. Everyone gets naked and the Lord of the Rings sex party starts. He hasn't had the password yet. pass. <laughs> That's not the password. You shall not pass? There you go. <laughs> Door opens for Greybeard. I'm in, I'm in. Everyone's dressed up as like Frodo and Bilbo. There's a bunch of elves everywhere, all naked. Gravel's peeping in from outside. Bunch of Legolasses running around <laughs> on the roofs. And there's not on just the like one of each. Ceilings. There's loads of each one. <laughs> so there's a bunch of Legolasses all sticking it to each other. This is going somewhere. Uh, yeah, so. anyway, anyway. Peter's eyes followed Legolas. the path of Legolas. <laughs> Whilst another Legolas watched on Jack and it. <laughs> he did say there were a bunch of tossers. <laughs> Indeed. Lord of the Rings sex party. <laughs> Why is Legolas the only one? Everyone else is getting together with everyone else. But Legolas just sticks to Legolas. Peter's eyes followed the path of the gnome as it floated towards the street and uh-oh, Peter noticed that there were four more figures out there. A few on the lawn and a few in the road. All were dressed in a similar manner and all held a white staff in their left hand. As they moved, their feet were making walking motions but their feet were actually floating a few inches above the ground. Gnome floaters. Peter further noticed 
that their legs were all crooked, bent and bowed, and they had decrepit claws. One of the gnomes was a little chunkier than the rest. You do you, gnomey. And Tossa Peter watched on as they continued to slam their staff against the floor and float up and down as they did. I don't think they are actually floating. I think they're walking on a plane that only they can see and we can't. Like 5D? Mm-hmm. It's like a rainbow road path. They're just walking along it. They they have access to, or they're in a higher dimension, and they've just sort of half popped into ours to look for the party. <laughs> Hi, guys. So they had bowed legs. Yeah, all decrepit-looking. claws. Yeah. Like Skeksis. Mm, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, in my head, I nearly crossed Skeksy and Gandalf and then realised that it could come out a different <laughs> way. Andy? <laughs> no. How Say so? Skeksy and Gandalf, but... Skekdolf? No, whole thing, really quickly. Skeksy and Peter described the staff as an energy stick. I have a quick quote here. That roly-poly one seemed to be having the time of his life, bouncing up and down like that. <laughs> then there was one dressed as Legolas, <laughs> jacking it in the colder, bouncing up and down like that. He looked like the astronauts looked when they jumped on the moon, only he seemed to have more control over his movements than they did. Peter was leaning out of the door, mesmerised at this point. Anne reached out and pulled Peter back in by the suspenders of his overalls. This brought Peter back. Peter had seen enough and rushed to the telephone to call the Wabatosa, sorry, Tossa Police Department. Unfortunately, offers Monogan O'Leary were unavailable, but as it happens, one Tossa officer, Daniel Anderson, had literally just received a similar call through on his radio about these strange-looking giant gnomes only a couple of blocks away from Anne and Peter. The police went to work and surveyed the scene hard. How long for? It doesn't matter. Peter called daily for updates. After three days, the officers visited Peter and confirmed that they had found nothing. Except for a bunch of stars with dildos on top. <laughs> and some dildo elf ears. They found nothing because they were part of it. <laughs> so the other calls that they received, were they people that were able to see Peter and Anne's house? Or was this happening at their locations as well? It was like within a block or so of so each other. Was this tosser wide? Um, statewide, perhaps. It's... Obviously, in America, they use slightly different terminology to us. So it's within a block or two of each other, pretty close, maybe 10, 20 minutes walk, maybe even five. How many were at other sites, or don't you know? Don't have that information available. Do we have Redacted. other people's accounts of seeing these things? Redacted. Doesn't matter. Okay. You chill, Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Legolas. <laughs> Peter and Anne didn't feel that Officer Anderson took them seriously and instead saw them as a couple of nuts. Officer Anderson never actually filed a report about this incident, so Anne and Peter may well be correct there. Anne and Peter's family 
continued to mock them too. Peter would explain, for example, that my own son walks hunchbacked and says, click, click, just to kid us. Anne and Peter, though, remain utterly convinced that they had been visited by extraterrestrials that night. But before you call bullshit, I have one point and one further piece of evidence. Firstly, my point. Imagine your grandparents came out with this. What possible reason would they have not to be telling the truth? Meanwhile, a few weeks later, it turned out that one of the E's neighbours, another tosser husband and wife, had actually witnessed a strange vehicle in the sky. They'd kept quiet because they didn't want to be teased like Anne and Peter. So we've had two other sets of witnesses now, the neighbours and the other person that called in the weird sightings to the police. Maybe there's something in the water. That only affected three households? That we know of. The others may not have had the same sort of... <laughs> well, one of, them, one of them got so messed up they dressed up as Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Found a staff. How did the neighbours treat Anne and Peter? Like, were they mocked by neighbours, disliked? Could this have been a prank? I wouldn't by... go as far to say disliked, but they were mocked following this. But not before. Not that I could find. So this couldn't be a prank played on them? Unlikely. Why did this police officer not make a report? Well, he obviously thought that's absolutely bonkers. That's got to be just some old kooks. I mean, you still put it on fire, well, though, wouldn't you? We might think that, but if we were police officers, we might find that you have to do a lot of paperwork. And <laughs> if you think something's utterly bullshit, that might not be worth the time to you. You're focusing on robberies and deaths and that kind of thing. And now there's someone who's knocked on a door dressed as Gandalf and floated away. What crime has he committed? Are they on any type of medication? That information wasn't available, actually. By all... In, for all intents and purposes, there was no information to suggest that either of these people were on any medication or substances, and they were honourable retirees. I only ask because... Hallucinogenics. We, yeah, we don't have... Like, Anne saw them at the door, but Peter saw all the other weird shit happen. Oh, Anne was there by him and pulled him back in, so she saw it too. She saw it too. So a shared hallucination. Is or it actually likely, happened less likely to yes. be the case. Yes. Helium balloons shaped as Gandalfs. <laughs> That's a slight stretch. But it would explain why Gandalf didn't speak. And also floated. But only a few inches off the floor rather than Helium balloons on string. Fishing wire. Then they would have needed to have controlled been tied by somewhere. kiddies in a bush being a couple of tossers. This is a real elaborate hoax <laughs> plan going on in your mind. Maybe they really didn't like them. The E's. What if they were on E's? Maybe it was just someone in a random outfit. Hmm. That's probably more likely than balloons. And it was in the evening. It could have been getting dark. What if they watched a scary film? Mm, possible. What if only one of them saw this or hallucinated it? That's not the information but we have. to go... The other one went along with it to keep them happy. I don't know right. that Peter is that kind of person. Not to keep... <laughs> and Anne was the one who first saw them. Not to keep them happy, but... To protect them in a way. Yeah. In kind of way. 
like maybe they're not fully there mm-hmm. and that person not believing them makes will get them agitated and throw fits and like temper tantrum type mm-hmm. fits so they went along with it to keep them calm and then they called the police back and were like listen look there was nothing really here um i'm just going along with it to keep them calm so uh yeah no need to report it mm, yeah that okay that's a good alternative theory at a point before i've asked for alternative theories <laughs> Peter explained that the description he's given is literally all he could remember of the event. When seeing them, Peter knew that he could recall every little detail, but once pulled out of that trance by his suspenders, Peter's mind became blurry and he just couldn't remember any other details. Anne, meanwhile, didn't get as close, but her memory was blurry too. Could Anne remember anything else? It doesn't matter. After the tossers went back inside, as Peter fell into his chair, Anne continued to look out of the front window and could only see three of the gnomes. Anne watched on as the one that had been at the door drifted along their lawn, turned back and looked at Anne before raising its hand slowly. That's all that Anne can remember. Ah, uh, I was going to ask, how did he raise his hand? Did he flip at the bird? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that he's basically waved to say goodbye <clears throat> to her. Like, Cheerio. Oh. And I've popped this in notes, but um, do you remember the gentleman in Buffy? Was it the episode called Hush or something? Mm-hmm. And how they just drift along. Yeah, they float hands. just above. Yeah, I imagine them moving like that, floating slowly moving very slowly, raising the hand. That'd that be creepy. creepy smile. Gandalf gummage. Skeksy Gandalf style. <laughs> so that's the picture I've got going on in my mind. So you've got a sexy Gandalf in your mind. What? So you got suspenders on. What was Skeksy Gandalf trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf in suspenders. Just splashes you. Hey. You shall not pass. Unless you remove these first. <laughs> so. Mm. And I also, I find myself wondering at this point, what were they trying to achieve? Yeah, what was. Why didn't they speak? But outcome. as they moved back, they suddenly waved. Were they just trying to stare? I'm sorry, scare Anne and Peter or what? I mean, there was no conversation through telepathy mentioned. Mm hmm. Oh, that is weird. The tossers have wondered, as you can imagine. Why us? Peter theorises that the gnomes communicate in a different way to humans because their butthole mouths are so small. You could only drink with a straw through one of those things. Unless, maybe, they pooped out of their mouths and ate through their asses. Did the gnomes try to communicate but find they were unable to do so? Was it just an interplanetary social visit? We don't have any hypnosis today, but did the tossers experience more than they can remember? Anne and Peter were comfortable not knowing more, understandably. But did something further happen? Why do you think these giant gnomes visited? It goes without saying at this point that the giant gnomes were aliens. Aliens who travelled down in their ships seen by others and knocked on the tossers' door for unknown reasons. Underpants. 
whilst one knocks on the door and the others are <laughs> the going in the ones. back door, yep. <laughs> stealing all their pants and the odd socks. And then that wave was like, <laughs> we got your underpants. Wave. <laughs> 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 you can't catch us now. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Imagining it is a very weird one. aliens just picking a random house in a random country and just popping by to visit just socially for a giggle. Like, hello! <laughs> Bye! Yeah, there's no... They turn up, they realise they can't communicate with us because we don't use their methods. Like you mentioned earlier, maybe they're in another dimension and that's where their communication ties in to things only perceivable within that dimension. Maybe they're telepathic, as you also mentioned. Maybe there's some sort of sound that's not perceivable in our reality. With people testing hologram technology? Highly unlikely. <laughs> in this location, at least. I mean, you say highly, but you've not ruled it out. <laughs> so there's a chance. <laughs> Just before we finish up, I want you to know on this one, Wabatosa had a population of about 60,000 people in 1975. This wasn't a little town with gullible people. This case was originally investigated by Wisconsin resident Richard W. Hyden, a well-known paranormal researcher who examined the tossers and concluded that this was indeed aliens. How he arrived at that conclusion? Carol Warlen from the Milwaukee Post further covered this one on March the 8th, 1976. Finally, this was cited in the January 1978 edition of Fate magazine by Ted Blocher. I got those details from the Pine Barrens Institute via an online article by Adam Benedict, which signposted me to the originals. Meanwhile, I originally heard of this one myself in a one-paragraph summary in one of those seven weirdest paranormal events in so-and-so articles, and outside of what I've mentioned, there isn't much else out there on this one. I'll finish with a quote from Peter. No one takes us seriously. They all think we are making it up, or that someone pulled a joke on us. I believe it was a joke when someone shows me those stairs. Besides, the whole thing took about two minutes. Who would go to such so much trouble for just two minutes? And how could anyone get people to float all over my lawn? As a man who has gone to a lot of trouble for two minutes himself, Mooney, what say you? Oh, that voice is choking me today. I've not had enough rum. As a man that's gone to a lot of trouble for two minutes myself, I say it's bullshit. I say it's a prank. Someone went through a whole lot of trouble for two minutes. I get the feeling. I've done this. You same. get that feeling many times. <laughs> <laughs> in your legolas outfit so as i hinted that's actually it for this one and i'll briefly summarize you ever try putting this legolas outfit on it's hard work <laughs> takes you about two minutes <laughs> by that time the moment's over <laughs> today we met 59 year old Anne and 64 year old peter e one november 1975 night the doorbell rung. When checking who it was, Anne was greeted by the sight of a strangely dressed man holding a white staff. Anne said yes to the creature, but they didn't respond, so Anne called for Peter. Peter got annoyed and went to grab the Gandalf scarecrow looking gnome, but the gnome slammed down their staff and floated away. As the gnome floated backwards, Peter noticed another four, including one chubby gnome. Peter called the police. 
As Anne watched out of the window, a gnome slowly raised its hand at Anne. We don't know if that's a wave goodbye or a threat or whatever it could be. We just don't know. It turns out that the police had already received a similar call from a couple of blocks away though. The police would investigate for three days but found nothing. Neighbours had also seen an unexplainable vehicle in the sky. Peter and Anne's memories are blurry. And that's basically it. There we have it. Anything you wish to double back over before we conclude on this one, Mr. Moonwalker? So their memories... So are their memories, like, HD clear? No. Up until a point? Or are they fuzzy throughout? Fuzzy throughout this event. Clear otherwise. Okay. I mean, that's odd. But at the same time, what if they're remembering an event differently to how it happened? Possible. And as you mentioned earlier, one could remember more clearly than the other and the other could be trying to cover up because they worry about what people might say about their partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fine theory. I'm not saying it's accurate, but it's a fine theory. So I guess we should probably say on that note as we're already concluding, yeah. are you saying that it was aliens? <laughs> I... <laughs> You're in! He's... Yeah, yeah! I can't find a reason as to why they would bullshit about it. Yeah, no, I yeah. can't see why they would make that up but I can't bring myself to say that it is I think it's my original theory of something else happened mm. like maybe this old man went to them for help but got attacked mm. by one of them because I don't know maybe they are maybe they have an illness that they wanted to hide from um, everyone else around them so instead of everyone else knowing that they are, well, that person has that illness. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. They then came up with that story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my thoughts are quite similar to your own, actually. I'm also not saying that it was aliens. What can I really say about this one? A two-minute case turned into a full-length episode. <laughs> it's possibly the shortest event I've yet covered. I was worried we wouldn't have the material, but we did get there. I actually genuinely think these things sound quite horrific, but we don't have any actual evidence that they were nefarious, I guess. Obviously, I've concluded this one the way I have, but I can't really come up with a reason, much like yourself, as I said, Mr. Moonwalker, why this couple would make this up. Were they pranked by a group of David Blaines? I don't think staffs were big in pop culture at the time, so it's a bit of a weird one. There just aren't many out there with this kind of description. Also, just to note, Wabatosa sounds like a lovely place. Apologies for our British pronunciations. But yeah, I I guess the most likely thing in my mind is that it was a group of teenagers, maybe that one they were dressed up funny doing a bit of a prank. And maybe one of them had learned to moonwalk and <laughs> the old people with the compromised lighting, the conflict between potentially getting dark outside and the very bright lights they might have had light shoes on or something and the old people misconstrued the moonwalk as floating the um person that knocked on their door could have been partially sighted had a cane but then there was other people with them remember it wasn't just one there was four maybe there was a group of them going out <laughs> a group a of partially sighted people with a cane or what if peter's partially sighted and still the person that Again, that information wasn't there, but there isn't an awful lot of information on this one anyway, so it's really hard to conclude on. He says he tapped the cane three times and floated backwards. Yeah. What if, as Peter reached out, he reacted to him reaching out, 
stumbled backwards and the cane was him trying to mm-hmm. stabilise himself. It could have been a jokey flash mob. Very old and <laughs> <laughs> early, early example. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, not aliens for me regardless. Any final thoughts? No. Right. Well, thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. <sighs> Folks, if you're utterly bonkers and enjoy the show, well, did you know that over at patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens, you can sign up for around five of whatever your currency is, give or take, and gain access to a bunch of bonus episodes. We call them side probes. Basically, once a month, we cheat on the aliens and delve into a more supernatural mystery on the side. We treat the cases just as seriously as we do here, and ultimately, we conclude as to whether the events covered really were paranormal in nature, or we call bullshit. I think our ratios are far higher, we've discussed before on Patreon. I don't know whether it's because we're so used to covering the same sort of alien cases where they see a light in the sky, they have blurred memories, they go under hypnosis, they get picked up, they get slabbed, they're dropped back where they live and all is well. Till years later they go under therapy or what. But there's there's a lot of crossover in a lot of alien cases, so maybe it's the fact that we're covering different stuff when we do the more paranormal ones. Have you ever thought that all those crossovers are because they're actually real? real. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pattern for a reason. Well, that that is the general (laughs) argument, isn't it? That's what people who believe in all the cases say. But yeah, stick a fiver in the pro pot and help your British buddies convince the world that aliens exist. We also have a store over at butitwasaliens.co.uk up and running if you want to support the show another way. Meanwhile... We have a Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers where you can come along, be friendly and talk with us about aliens, memes and what goes down in caravans in Rendlesham Forest. Until next time, if you're sat in the living room, where is the dead room? The truth is up there. Hashtag Naked Legolas! <laughs>